Welcome to Godable, a daily reading of holy texts known in the Unificationist community as Hundoke. Today we are reading from the Pyeonghwa Gyeong. Pyeonghwa Gyeong, Book 6 The Role of Women in Creating the Ideal World. Speech 8 God, Women, and World Peace. September 7, 1993, United Nations Headquarters, New York, USA. Invitational Address, True Mother's Speech. Honorable President, Your Excellencies, Distinguished Guests, Ladies and Gentlemen, I want to express my heartfelt gratitude to you for coming here today. As leaders of the United Nations, you bear the responsibility of guiding this world into the next millennium. The promise of a peaceful and prosperous future depends directly upon the collective actions we take today. God's Ideal of Creation As we all know, our contemporary world is not a world of peace and happiness. It is a world of conflict and despair. We are confronted by the breakdown of our families and the moral decline of our societies. We debate issues over and over again and yet find no solutions. Why is this? It is because a true solution has to include God and deal with the root of the problem and not only the symptoms. To find this root, we first need to understand God's purpose of creation and realize that today we face the most critical turning point in the history of God's providence. At this crucial time in history, God has asked my husband, Reverend Sun Myung Moon, to bring a new revelation to the people of the world. I have been supporting him in his work, and I recently concluded a year-long tour that took me to 12 countries where I spoke on the topic, True Parents and the Completed Testament Age. A few weeks ago, toward the end of a speaking schedule that took me to all 50 states of the United States, I addressed members of the United States Congress in Washington, D.C. on the same theme. I would like to take this opportunity to convey this important message to you assemble the delegates of the United Nations and other distinguished guests. God's ideal in creating Adam and Eve was that they would perfect themselves through true love, so that, as true parents, they could then create a good family of true love, true life, and true lineage. Such a good family would have formed on the basis of hearts and minds united among the family members before God. When God created Adam and Eve, his first son and daughter, God wanted them to be better than himself. Conventional thinking would say that this is absurd. However, please take a moment to think about it. When we as parents look into the faces of our children, we wish upon them an infinite amount of love and hope. We want them to grow and achieve things we ourselves only dreamed of. Similarly, God wants to give limitlessly to his children. God is not content in giving just 100%. God's desire is to give a thousand times more than what he has. The nature of God's love is to give completely and then forget what he has given. Unlike some who calculate how much they have given and decide that it is enough, for God, enough is never enough. Moreover, God's purpose in creating the world was to have an object partner of love. His purpose in creating parents and children, husbands and wives, and all things in this world in complementary pairs was to substantiate true love throughout his creation. Likewise, parents are to live for their children and children for their parents. Husbands are to live for their wives and wives for their husbands. All beings in creation are to live for and give to others. 
If God's ideal of true love had been realized through Adam's family, that family would have become the beginning of the heavenly kingdom. It would have expanded throughout history to the clan, the nation, and the world. This would have been the world of true love, the kingdom of heaven on earth. Furthermore, there would have been a parallel expansion of the heavenly kingdom in the spiritual world. Human History's False Start and the Providence of Salvation If God's original ideal had been realized, there would have been no need for a Messiah or for God's providence to save humanity. Adam's family, though it was merely a single family, would have been the center of the clan, the nation, and the world. It would have been the blueprint for all future families and the model for the realization of God's ideal world. Because of the fall of our first ancestors, God's work of salvation had to begin. Salvation history had to be extended repeatedly through the complicated and suffering courses of the Old and New Testament ages, culminating in today's completed Testament age. God's ideal of the true family and the heavenly kingdom, which he wanted to realize through Adam's family, was destroyed because Adam and Eve fell away from God. Due to the fall, this present world is far from the good world of God's ideal. In fact, today's world is a false world in that it is flooded with self-centered love. This came about because Adam and Eve became false parents based on the false and self-centered love of Satan. They multiplied evil rather than goodness, creating a false family and passing on false life and a false lineage to their descendants. Thus, false clans, false nations, and a false world came into being. Therefore, the goal in God's dispensation of salvation is for a man and a woman, representing Adam and Eve, to be restored as true parents centered on God's true love, so that they can form a true family. From them eventually would flow the true clan, the true nation, and the true world that God originally planned. In other words, the seed from which God's true love true life, and true lineage can grow, has to be created. My dear friends, have you ever wondered how a world filled with such evil and corruption could come from a God of love and goodness? If you read the Bible carefully, you will see that the fall involved the loss of Adam's entire family. First, the position of parents was lost through the fall of Adam and Eve. Second, the position of children was lost as Cain murdered Abel. God's blueprint for an ideal family and world perfection was lost. Therefore, to restore the original family, God works in reverse to reclaim the positions of Cain and Abel, and then the positions of true mother and true father. This pattern requiring the reconciliation of Cain and Abel as the foundation for restoring the true parents has been God's consistent formula throughout the history of restoration. The separation of fallen humankind into a Cain-Abel division occurred over and over again in Judeo-Christian history. God first of all separated fallen humankind into two brotherly sides of Cain, representing Satan, and Abel, representing God, to resolve the emotions that resulted from the fall. God used the method of having the Abel side be attacked first and sacrificed. As a result, the Abel side could stand on that very foundation to embrace the Cain side and receive the blessing that Cain, in the elder son position, had received. For example, the religion that advances the purpose of salvation always receives Satan's severe persecution. It walks the path of receiving constant opposition, yet it continues its sacrificial efforts to save the sinful world. Likewise, good people always stand in the position of being struck first and sacrificed. 
Looking almost anywhere in our fallen world, we observe struggle between good and evil, similar to the struggle between Cain and Abel. These struggles start in the conflict between mind and body in each of us. The mind, which represents the Abel side, struggles to overcome the body, which represents the Cain side. The struggle within individuals has expanded to the family, nation, and world. As a result, humankind always has been divided into two opposing camps, one good or Abel-like and the other evil or Cain-like, locked in struggle at every level. Always it has been God's intention, however, that both sides be restored, not that one triumph over and destroy the other. An example of this division is the thief on the right side of Jesus' cross, who represented Abel, and the thief on the left, who represented Cain. So the key to God's work of salvation always has been to unite such divided sides, based on his ideal, in order to build a foundation on which to reclaim the true mother and true father. Tune in tomorrow for the continuation of the speech on God, Women, and World Peace. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Godable. Godable is brought to you by the National Victory Fund and support from listeners like you. To donate, visit godable.org. Thank you.